Welcome to the Midwest Nice Podcast, the show with honest political discourse dipped in ranch. This is your host, John Flynn, and today I'm joined by Lauren Kaufman, Amy Olivka, and Mariel Brown-Fallon. Keep your accent strong and the Horrocks popcorn close by, because you're going to need it. Let's get the show started. What's up? Episode 15. The big one five. The big one five. Nobody says that. <laughs> that was a, a ruse. It was the big one five. You could get foolish. your permit on when you were 15. That, you there's can. something there. That was It was the big it's one Quince, five. Yeah, mm-hmm. quinceanera. That's 15, right? Or I feel 16? like we shouldn't say that it's our podcast, quinceanera. <laughs> <laughs> was it, is it 15 or 16? 15, right? Okay. Yeah. I took two Spanish classes in high school. I should know that um okay okay yeah so uh also big episode today uh so we're recording this it's uh monday evening right now but tomorrow tuesday is going to be the uh primary here in michigan it's a big this day. podcast is going to be outdated immediately <laughs> <laughs> no well, we're still going to do it you know it, it's not going to come out after the the election it'll be coming out tomorrow morning so You'll get to hear our musings about the election before you go out and vote. True. I'm sure sure all of our listeners are dedicated and will go out and vote tomorrow. Please listen to us before the results come in so we sound smarter. Mm, Mm -hmm. Please. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's going to be a big day. It's been busy at the office. There's a little bit of background noise going on, a lot going on. Hubbub. Uh, Hubbub. Hubbub. It's all happening, you guys. (laughs) Lots of buzzing. Yeah. Actually, well, we were talking about something super important right before we hit record is, uh, so one of the the big primaries going on is for a governor and one of the candidates Gretchen Whitmer put out a statement via Twitter about what house she belonged to in Harry Potter. So she claims that most people around her, she thinks would say she's a Gryffindor, but she herself identifies as a Hufflepuff, which I found very interesting. And I love that because I am also a Hufflepuff. Um, so yeah, you know, I want to think of myself as a Gryffindor as like, you know, I'm a Harry. I'm a Hermione, but really, I'm just a Huffle. Mm-hmm. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I don't know if I know anyone who says they're a Gryffindor or who actually is a Gryffindor. I've never really wanted yeah. to be one. You don't. You never it's wanted to be. Me. I mm-hmm. thought that was the most popular one because I well, also. Well, it's what uh, Harry is, but nobody really likes him either. So yeah, That's not true. He's a ra- he's a rabble rouser. Think of all the other kids in that school who are just trying to go to class and like, oh, get on. an education, and they got to deal with his bullshit. No, every it's day. fine. I know he's the hero. I just it's like, yeah, most people don't say that he's their favorite. Like, yeah, let's That's revolve this entire school around this one kid who's causing everybody nothing but problems. Is anybody? That's a little bit victim blaming. Right Lauren looks a little <laughs> offended right now. No, I'm just thinking. I think Hermione was my favorite, and I always felt mm-hmm. she was like a misplaced Ravenclaw. Same. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. Like they needed her to be there. So she, you know, took one for the team. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was asking uh, also what everybody thought house I was in because I've never actually thought about it. I, you know, I like Harry Potter, but I was never like a super fan. Um, I was wondering what your thoughts were on that. That's a hard one, John. Yeah. You're a, you're an enigma. An you enigma? have to get that sorting hat on. Mm-hmm. I'm a mystery rat than an enigma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a squib, am I? 
John just learned what a squib was. I just learned what a squib was. <laughs> Five minutes ago. very concerned about being one. You're not a squib, yeah, but ar- we don't know. But you, might, already, but you could be. You I'm might go to the German school, though. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe someday we'll figure it out. But uh, something else big. So this morning, got some, uh, some breaking news from Mariel that we had thought that uh, Congressman Mike Bishop was mm. following us on Twitter. So that was kind Instagram. of exciting. Instagram. I mean, yeah. Instagram. Uh, so You're doing Mike, great, John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, so, yeah, Mike Bishop uh, is a real uh, piece of work uh, congressman for the 8th District of Michigan. Um, but it turns out so, it was fake. Yeah, so we we were kind of excited to, like, you know, do some real shit talking about him on the show. Or get a sponsorship. Because maybe, maybe he listened to us. We didn't know. But then when we actually ads, so. just looked into it, um, it looks like it was a fake account. So we have our first... Uh, fake, possibly Russian. I, I We've made it. it. <laughs> we made it. Is that <laughs> an occasion for the air horn? We got our first bot following I, us. I will say, to, if the person who created that count is actually following us, I think it might be illegal to impersonate an mm. elected official. Yeah, not a good move. So yeah, they, I would stop immediately. Yeah, they really do make it try to seem like it's real because it says like it looks like sort of official, but then they like copied and pasted everything from his account. Uh, to Mike Bishop out there, if um, it is you and you are following us, uh, we, do, we don't care for you. We don't. We don't agree with your policy positions. We don't like you. We think you're mean. We hope someone else wins in November. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Someone more qualified. And then you can continue to enjoy the show from the private sector. From Instagram. <laughs> yeah, because don't be wrong. Like, if it is you, we're glad you're listening. We're glad you're following. We're, <laughs> we're, good, with any, we're good with any subscribers. We just, you know, we just really... Beggars really, can't uh, be choosers, but also we, just really we don't, don't like, like you. you. No, not at all. Um, yeah, so the primaries. Big stuff. Huge stuff. It's Huge happening. stuff. There's a lot going on, especially with the governor's race right now. So the um, sort of the, the front runners on the Democrat side, well... The three candidates on the Democrat <laughs> side is uh, Gretchen Whitmer, who seems to have a lead in the polls. And then there's Sri Tanadar, who's sort of this outsider businessman paying a lot towards his own campaign. There's a lot of uh, strange things going on there. Um, <laughs> and then uh, uh, Abdul El-Sayed, uh, he's a, he was the um, – he ran the public health system in Detroit. Mm-hmm. He's a doctor. Um, and he's uh, moving up a little bit, and he's got a lot of uh, press lately. From uh, he's been endorsed by uh, Bernie Sanders, who came and did a did a rally for him in at Cobo in Detroit. And I think and he's doing Ypsilanti. an election night party for him also. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then also yeah. um, the I, I keep forgetting her name. Who won in New York? Alexandria. Yeah. Cortez. Yes, she was here a week before that. Uh, stumping for him so um, a lot of interesting things happening there and it'll be finally decided tomorrow after a bid you know pretty heated democratic primary i'm very ready for it to be over <laughs> and to yeah. just know who our candidate i think is. that is yeah. the one thing that all sides can agree on <laughs> yeah ready for this to be let's over. <laughs> be done <laughs> yeah the my favorite bumper sticker after 2016 was i don't know who designed it but they took like the bernie logo and um they made it into a thing that said 
giant meteor just ended already <laughs> and that was uh what i saw a lot of people have on their cars because it yeah of... it's dragon similarly to that dragon the, uh, and i think we're all ready to be past it the yeah. giant sarcophagus of 2016 <laughs> yes yeah but yeah. yeah it'll all be over soon <laughs> that sounds a lot more ominous than it should but it'll all be over soon um any other thoughts on the governor's race predictions on the Democrat side? Oh, the Democrat side, yeah. Yeah. It'll uh, it'll be interesting to see because you brought up the Bernie stuff and the fact that our evolution has um, endorsed Abdul, who was I think in third place from mm-hmm. the polling that I've seen. Um, so it'll be kind of interesting to see with the 2016 election and their operation doing so well here in Michigan, um, if that helps boost his numbers on election night. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see because a lot of Bernie-endorsed candidates have not been winning across mm-hmm. the country, but Michigan went for Bernie in the primary in 2016. So I don't know how that plays out. I also think there's very different people who are probably going to come out and vote mm-hmm. this time than last time. So, yeah, I don't know. Just wait yeah. and see. They think it might be record-breaking numbers for the primary this year in Michigan. I hope it is. They, I really do. Yeah, they are showing a lot higher numbers than the last couple, but it's sort of interesting because we have a primary, I think, what Muriel was going to get to next. Um, we have a primary on both sides, which, um, you know, with Snyder running for re-election didn't happen in 2014. So it was just on the Democratic side. And I think at that point, I don't quite remember, but everything was sort of shored up um, for shower. Mm-hmm. So um, it's definitely a different dynamic. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, another thing with the sort of the bump that um, Abdul El-Sayed has been getting lately, I wonder too if it was almost too little too late because it seems like it's only really been happening since he had some big articles that were written about him in the past few weeks but I feel like he didn't have that much traction beforehand I think it helped his name ID a lot Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think he was on like TV as much I don't have a TV so I don't really know Mm -hmm. what am I saying Um, but you know people who are trying to like look at their ballot now and see who's on it mm-hmm. and, you know, can look up his name and see all these big endorsements and see all these big news articles now. So, yeah. Yeah. I was wondering too, though, about, you know, cause it, it did seem like there was this big surge lately and the big event in Detroit that happened, but that's, you know, if he was turning out a bunch of new voters who maybe didn't have an interest in it before, it would already be too late for them to register for the primary if they're talking about new voters. So I'm curious about that be curious to see what exactly happens tomorrow as all of you i'm sure mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah so there's also some you know state state rep and senate races and things like that, that congressional races congressional races and some of them are pretty heated um oh as far as on the governor's side on the uh you brought up a little bit the republican side has gotten pretty you know we've talked about it a lot but it's gotten even weirder, um, apparently. <laughs> so Brian Kelly, who is the current lieutenant governor, and he's the endorsed candidate of current governor Rick Snyder, they're accusing Bill Schuette, who's the current attorney general, now of, well, they've had some issues already where they're saying that uh, Bill Schuette may be under FBI investigation for having his staffers help him in business deals with these pieces of property and things that he owns in the Cayman Islands and all sorts of weird things. But now it's um, they're accusing Shooty of holding illegal campaign meetings or uh, scheduling campaign meetings uh, while they were in state government offices, his staffers. So it's like this other thing that's now being hurled at Shooty, and 
Um, personally, I'm loving all of the the infighting and mudslinging that's John's happening over on the Republican in side. Basking in it, it was, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, I was wondering what uh, what thoughts you guys had. This kind of reminds me of I always say this, but Parks and Rec when Leslie is like a state employee and she's campaigning and she's like, let's step outside for this campaign <laughs> thing. Let's go back inside for mm -hmm. this government thing. Mm -hmm. Which is legally. Which is what you're supposed to do <laughs> and what these people apparently did not do. Yeah, but I feel like Shooty might be arrogant enough to not even consider oh, Well, he this. also, like, I don't know if people are going to care and he's the front runner. Yeah, I think True. they're on the record of, like, using government email addresses, which, you know, sometimes people get a little confused. I've definitely had people send things to my personal email rather than my professional one and things like that. But, you know, you try to correct the record and say, hey, you need to put this on the other side. And I don't have a government email address. So yeah. I don't need to be and as careful as people do. And you're not running for people do. Right. right. As right. I do. So, yeah. 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 It also seems... A little dangerous to me. I mean, obviously, both of them want to win this primary, but like slinging all these things back and forth like the week before the primary is like you're going to have to get behind right. the other person in one week. And then if you bring up like legal issues and it ends up being a whole thing and that's your candidate, like what are what are you going to well, do? You only have to get on board with the other candidate if you genuinely care about the future of your state and you're not just running for office because you want more power. Mm. So, hmm. you know, we'll see what happens. Mm. But I think Mike Fair Pence point. is going to be here for a unity rally in Grand Rapids, like the night after the election. So yeah. that's kind of a, I mean, if they decide to get on board, you know, that's yeah. a good a good optics to have. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a crazy day tomorrow. Looking forward to a lot of it ending. <laughs> the crazy day is just going to be me going to work and then going home and refreshing my browser <laughs> a million yeah. times. I know. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, um, it's just so interesting, like, the the alternate realities that are, like, happening right now of, like, them being like, no, I love Trump more. No, I love Trump more. Yeah. And then us being like, oh, God, no, <laughs> yeah, please, no. It's pretty crazy. They're, they're really doubling down over there. Yeah. yeah. Full bore. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, uh. We'll see you on the other side in the next episode <laughs> after this is over and we can break it down. Yeah, but I think that it is really exciting and like thinking about, you know, the political landscape shifting um, big in terms of like the midterms. I think it's just really exciting that um, Trump had a really surprising win here in 2016. To a lot of people, it was surprising. But now we're seeing, you know, these congressional districts and House districts um, even right here in this district where I get to, where I live and I'll be voting um, with Mike Bishop, who's my representative right now, and the Democrat who's running against him. Well, there are two, well, there are two right now, but after the primary, there will be one. Um, but it's just really exciting because these districts that were thought to be Republican strongholds are now just like complete toss-ups. Um, and um, Snyder is out now, and the possibility that um, whoever goes up against the Republican is probably going to win. I don't know. It's just really exciting to me. I feel like it's a huge shift. Yeah. Mariel's and really excited because now she gets to vote in a swing state. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be two big ballots on the on the uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the <laughs> two, two big ballots. Two, two big proposals on the the redistricting proposal and legalizing marijuana. Oh yeah, two. we didn't give the update because like literally right the day after we were yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. voters not politicians, they decided that they're going to be putting that on the ballot. So yeah. 
I actually, when I was writing the script for this week, I thought that we had talked about it last week, but it was probably me and you talking immediately after, but yeah, yeah, so that's going to be on the ballot too, so it's going to be a big, big midterm. Let's hope that the text on the ballot is clear and not confusing and transparent to the voters. Lauren, you know that's too much to ask. (laughs) It's going to be confusing. It's not going to be clear. Don't be crazy. But you take what you get. We'll We'll explain it on the podcast, and then 20 people will know what to do. We we (laughs) will tell you how to vote. (laughs) Perfect. That's our Lauren just cringed hardcore. (laughs) We're going to make well-reasoned recommendations. Yes. And then some not well-reasoned <laughs> recommendations that you should still follow. Um, Power is getting to your head, John. Anywho. It's, yeah, anywho. Because he's a Slytherin. <laughs> Mystery oh. solved. That could be it. Tell me how you really feel, Lauren. <laughs> Let it out. You know, it hurts, Lauren. <laughs> I don't know much about Harry Potter, but I know enough to know that's an insult. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's segue. Let's. We don't have... Uh, not trivia this week actually because i was having trouble finding more trivia questions but there's also something great that was going on that i felt like we needed to talk about i'm not great but so this is a new segment that i'm calling elephant in the room and it's just uh whatever is uh sort of the the dumbest thing that someone on the on the right did this past week lots of content to work with people yeah there was a big one this (laughs) week so uh as a the article i there's a bunch of articles about it but so the title of it, just to give you an idea of what happened, is Loaded Handgun Found in Michigan Lawmaker's Carry-On Bag. Uh, so in Pelston, Michigan, a Michigan lawmaker, that's Representative Lee Chatfield, a Republican from Levering. Uh, so Michigan lawmaker has apologized for an incident in which the TSA, a TSA personnel at an airport discovered a loaded handgun in his carry-on bag. Uh, so, yeah, so according to... So Chatfield posted a a big apology on his Facebook page because apparently when you're a Republican representative, that's all you need to do to get out of trouble. I honestly am um, surprised that he had to apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. So, uh, on his posts, he said that he was going through a TSA line to board a flight at the Pelston regional airport. When the firearm was found, uh, Chatfield is a concealed pistons, pistol license holder, but he said he forgot the firearm was in his back. You know how that just happens. Uh, and he added that he carries a firearm daily for protection mm. and that rushing to the airport after celebrating his daughter's birthday party. So he had a handgun at his daughter's birthday party just in case, you know, a bunch Classic. of bank robbers from the 1930s happened to bust in there. <laughs> um, may have contributed to the inexcusable mistake. Uh, Chatfield said he owns several firearms and he believes believed that they were all registered. However, this one was not on file. Oh, so God, it was an bro. unregistered handgun. Aww. Uh, and then, also according to the Post, Chatfield registered the pistol after the incident and claimed every other pistol he owned was registered. But but there's an update because today uh, the judge decided that they will not be charging him with any sort of crime whatsoever. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Which just goes to show that there is or there are two legal systems in the U.S. There's one for the wealthy and well-connected. And then there's one for everybody else. And wealthy, well connected, and white. <laughs> right, <laughs> wealthy, well connected, and white. The W trifecta. Um, he nailed it, and that's just—it's just—it's appalling. It's—it's it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, I just—if it was like any other person, like if I went to an airport and had an unregistered loaded handgun in my bag, like that in his carry-on, like not even like trying to check it in on accident. Yeah. Like on his carry on, so it was going to be on the plane with him. 
So a couple of notes here mm -hmm. um, for folks not familiar with Michigan politics. Um, Lee Chatfield is kind of expected to run for and probably be the next Speaker of the House if the Republicans take back control in November again. Um, and so I've had some friends who have proposed that perhaps this helped boost his name ID in a way that like that lengthy letter um, where Amy said, I don't know why he had to apologize, that that might be kind of endearing to conservatives. Mm. From my perspective, how many guns do you have that you don't remember where they are? And how, if I had an unregistered weapon, which I don't, as a law-abiding <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> law citizen. That's what this guy thought too, Lauren. I would try to keep tabs on it all the time. Would Especially you carry around when... the one that was not registered? <laughs> right. Especially like, when no. you're coming from your daughter's birthday party. You're telling me you had a loaded weapon at your daughter's birthday party? Unregistered loaded what? weapon from his daughter's birthday party <laughs> to the airport. I just don't understand so many things about this story. Yeah. These guys, like, people that are carrying every day like that, they have this fantasy in their head of being the hero. The good and guy with the gun. Yeah, being that yeah. good guy. Which, like, it never happens. And then even if it does happen to people, a lot of the people that end up having to use a gun in self-defense, it's like they live with the horror of that the rest of their life. And well, it's something that people don't think about. Right. And I grew up in rural Michigan amongst a lot of gun owners. And I was given so many speeches from people who talked about that they were law-abiding, gun-carrying citizens. They register their weapons. They get hunting licenses. They follow the rules. And I hope that those folks can kind of see through this and realize that this guy was participating in reckless behavior. Right. Yeah, he just didn't give a shit, I think, is the yeah. mm -hmm. thing I took away from this. Is that, Especially because he was an elected representative, and especially because he was on the right side of the aisle, he just yeah, it didn't matter. And it's like, yeah. it's like a smaller airport, too. It's a very small airport. And so I'm sure he thought, like, well... Well, he did kind of talk his way out of it. Like, nothing happened. Yeah. yeah. Well, he just has never, like, had to think about that before. Right. Like, he's not someone who wakes up and says, if I have a weapon on me and something happens, I'm going to go to prison. Mm -hmm. Like, he's never had and to deal with that. Right. He won't. And he will never, <laughs> he won't. probably. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's right. Um, but, yeah, so that is Lee Chatfield. He's our elephant of the room of the week. And, uh... We might keep doing this this segment depending on I like if it. I can come up depending with more Depending on how much material. I, I don't. I, I don't think you'll have a problem. Um, yeah. Yeah. This. Uh, it's just you know we're living in 2018. So. Yeah. Well, I wasn't having a problem coming up with the Michigan man versus Florida man. It just we'd done it so many weeks in a row. I felt like yeah. it was time to time do something to different. Because Florida, it's always cranking out constant monkeys in Home Depot. Oh, yeah. And apparently, so is Michigan. Yeah. 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 This could be this could be a story on that. It could be like blank representative uh, was caught trying to take a loaded handgun onto an airplane. That could be a Florida representative <laughs> or a Michigan. Let's redo this episode right now. <laughs> yeah, start over. Run it back. Um, anyways, let's. Uh, that was good. Let's get into some some current events. Uh, a current event. So this is also like a silver lining. Um, so this is a, was a big story that was unfolding for a while, and it seems like it's finally come to some sort of a conclusion, though I'm sure there'll continue to be fights over this. But uh, So the Michigan State uh, Supreme Court ruled that school districts in Michigan can legally ban guns on school property. Um, let me, where is it? Yeah, there it is. Hamlin. Um I mean, it's a good headline, but I'm also 
upset by it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that so, it had to happen. Yeah, so uh, the Michigan Supreme Court handed down its decision on Friday, July 27th on two related cases involving gun rights groups versus the Ann Arbor Public Schools and the Clio Area School District. Is it Clio or Clio? It's Clio. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, both <laughs> only, of which... I only know that because I went to a Clay Aiken concert in Clio once. Yep. So... Mm. Oh, yeah. it sounds it sounds better with a southern yeah. accent. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, both of which uh, had policies banning firearms on school properties. Um, so, yeah, they were getting sued by a couple of different groups about this, so, like open carry advocates and people like that. Uh, so four of the seven justices were in agreement on upholding the previous Michigan Court of Appeals decision, affirming both schools districts rights to enforce the weapons ban. So the <laughs> Ann Arbor Public School superintendent uh, called the ruling a victory for the children of Michigan. Um, Bridget McCormick, who is a Supreme Court justice from the Ann Arbor area, wrote the majority opinion uh, that was supported also by Justices David Viviano, Richard Bernstein, and Elizabeth Clement. So a little note on uh, the makeup of that decision. Um, Elizabeth Clement was actually appointed by Governor Rick Snyder, um, so there's been a lot of backlash. I know I've seen some Facebook posts from conservatives about um, kind of being angry at her for siding with the liberal wing on this decision. And I think that's, you know, I'll take it. I think that's great that, you know, she is standing with the safety of school children. (laughs) It's really, I mean, this has been going on for a long time and I'm not trying to like paint with a broad brush, but I feel like a lot of the same people who are like protect the children are also the people who are like, we should have guns in schools, right? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. What's that old hypocrisy of people who are like extremely on the pro-life side Yeah, and they are very about, you know, babies and children's lives right until they're born and then don't care at all. Yeah, and it's interesting because it kind of plays into the debate that a lot of folks have been having in Lansing about um, local control as well. Oh, and yeah. you know how conservatives tend to want local control until places like Ann Arbor, I don't know the political makeup of Clio, I would guess it's not as liberal as Ann Arbor, um, but when they decide that they want to make a law like this or put taxes on plastic bags, they don't want local control anymore. So that's an interesting uh, note on this as well. We want our straws back. (laughs) (laughs) I want guns in schools and I want straws. I want eight straws everywhere I go. And and, and off of the ridiculousness of that comment, uh, not saying it's ridiculous, you can have your straws whatever Uh, you want. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I'm just going to say schools banned uh, fidget spinners, silly bands, hats, uh, what were those things, scary talking fuzzy, Furbies, Furbies, like uh, snap bracelets, like these things all apparently pose enough of a threat to our children's health that we needed to ban them. So I think that if you're following that line of logic... Let's please, please not allow guns in schools. Well, Come on. When kids Come start on. trading them on the playground and get in trouble at recess, then we can ban yeah. guns. How many guns can I get from my silly bands? <laughs> uh, in be- America, a lot. When they become a distraction in school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I also worry because like we can't have this conversation without mentioning you know the 3d printing of guns which was blocked the the release of the blueprint was blocked but like guns like that like i've seen like you've seen the photos of them they look like toys like they literally look like toys and that frightens me because there are toy guns that people play like lots of kids play with toy guns like it's pretty normal for an american kid to own a toy gun unfortunately maybe not unfortunately but 
those literally are well, frightening and, in so many ways. And we've had situations in America where young black children have been killed by police officers who didn't realize that their toys were guns. Right. So the fact mm-hmm. that we're now making guns that look more like toys I is mean, it's disgusting. very mm-hmm. self-serving to a very specific portion right. of the population who doesn't have to worry about looking right. too intimidating. Well, so. and the fact that they're creating this. I listened to an interview with the company, with a, the, the founder of the company the that's making that. Yes, the mm-hmm. dude who's... Um, trying to distribute these blueprints and it was partially to circumvent laws that they don't agree with. Oh, of course. Right. Yeah. Yeah. On that note to kind of another thing about this whole Supreme court makeup and Lauren, you might know a little bit more about this, but going back to the voters, not politicians, there was a conservative justice who voted yes to like put that ballot, put that on the ballot. And Mm -hmm. then a bunch of, conservatives were being angry about that and trying to get her thrown off the Michigan Supreme Court, which is like, that's not how that works. Yeah, I'm just going to flip the board over when it doesn't go my if way. She, yeah, if she doesn't vote your way, you can't just like replace her with yeah. someone else. Not playing Scrabble of you, John. Can you? Yeah, yeah they have to run for re-election. <laughs> oh, I guess so that's true, but you can't. I not mean, right. Well, I mean, I guess they I, they probably I just feel like the point the law there the point of having like checks and balances and different branches of government is not just so you can just like throw someone off when they do something you don't like. Wrong. <laughs> Fake news, Amy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it a victory. We're happy about it. Hopefully, well, it's the state Supreme Court, so that'll be an option now for school systems all across the state. If Hear they me want out, to you guys. Do a hard ban. If you can't bring your monkey to Home Depot... <laughs> <laughs> Should you bring your gun to school? I don't know. These monkeys are going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the right to bear, well, we talked about the right to bear snakes. Uh, the right to bear monkeys. T-shirts maybe soon to come. Uh, no. Probably. Not. We don't have we don't have any money. Yeah, probably you're not. right. But we're looking for sponsorships. Yeah, Satva Luxury Mattress. <laughs> if you're out there listening, please give us money. Please. <laughs> Who else should sponsor us? Is there something more specific to what we talk about? Home Depot. Home Depot. We do uh, enjoy Home Depot. The pet monkey lobby. The pet monkey mm. lobby. We're giving you a lot of that free press here. That would be a conflict of interest. Monkey lobby. Yeah. Um, yep. Well, we're open to ideas, so DM us. Yeah. Well, we talk about, I always, in the intro to everything, I, I do a different Midwestern-specific food. Local so snack if, you know, foods. Mm-hmm. If Horrocks, local, best grocery store in the world, if they want to give us some money, that'd be great. Happiest place on earth. It really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I go there every day, Horrocks. And we're not even getting paid for this. <laughs> yeah. I actually did. Over the weekend, I did, we did like all of our shopping at Horrocks for the first time. Like, didn't go to Meyer or anything. We did it all That's straight That's the Horrocks. dream. And it was great. It's a great place. That's and uh, I, I endorsed them. <laughs> lingering that's, around the popcorn station for a little bit too yeah, long every get, time that's me <laughs> should we get sponsored by like culver's probably right that could be cool that could be cool yeah culver's shake shack's terrible culver's. <laughs> culver's shake shack's Ooh. terrible yeah it, oh, a lot of opinions going no, on honestly, here shake is pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> i don't know just cut that out just cut that out <laughs> I wouldn't feed Shake Shack to my dog. <laughs> I go to Culver's. You're really trying hard. For All right, John, that's, that's enough. Right. Wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. All right. Let's move on to, uh, let's move on to uh, a silver lining, although that was a silver lining, so I guess we kind of have two silver linings this week. This one's a little more, a little more like local, a little more from the, uh, like the life 
section of a newspaper. Hmm. So uh, the title of the article is New Branding Effort Boosts Lansing Urban Farmers. So for any of our listeners out there, if you haven't been to Lansing before, um, there's a ton of urban farms. I don't know if you guys have ever really, well, I'm sure you've all driven through the neighborhoods and there's there's more and more all the time. I, I saw a gentleman walking a goat down my street once. Sure. So sure. That's amazing. Of, is yeah. this an urban farm? <laughs> like a full-sized goat, not like a pygmy goat. It was oh, kind of terrifying. Cool. But yeah, there's uh, there's one in my neighborhood. There's there's a lot in all different neighborhoods, and um, most of them, you know, seem like they're being run by very dedicated people. And there's it's an easy way to because there, there's a couple areas of Lansing that are a little more of a food desert than others. I know it's not as bad as some cities, but um, it's always good to have around. So, uh, so the article is uh, the Lansing Urban Farm Project is lending another helping hand to local farmers with its new initiative called the Lansing Grown Project which is an effort to improve Lansing farmers markets share via stickers. So, uh, so like a, uh, USDA organic label. So they're trying to, uh, create their own sticker to put onto vegetables to say that this was Lansing grown. Uh, the board decided that it would expand its mission and create programs that would improve the public market opportunities for urban farmers as well. Um, the proposed sticker, which aims to appeal to customers searching for produce grown as close to home as possible, will identify specialty crops that are grown on urban farms no larger than two acres in size that lie within the city of Lansing or Lansing Township, um, which I think is a great idea. And yeah. I would definitely, there's, there's a lot of farmer's markets around here now too. And um, that would definitely be something I think people would take pride in. Agreed. Besides, the, you know, getting really awesome organic vegetables, fruits. Um, you can know that it was grown basically down the block from you. Yeah. Yeah. No Monsanto. Yeah. Because even a lot of organic products that you get at like a big box store, there's still, you know, an environmental cost to it as far as transporting it and everything that goes along with that. But if you're getting something that's literally grown like in your neighborhood, then you're not even uh, not even doing that. So uh, so Tony Brown, who's um, he runs Lansing based high water farms said uh, it gets muddied as far as who is bringing in what produce and exactly what lands what is lansing grown and what may be brought in from a secondary source so the sticker will give customers insight that you're local and it gives them a also gives them a gateway to an organic certification from the u.s agricultural department um, which can be costly but um, this program will help uh, local farmers get that recognition Mm-hmm. which is pretty cool yeah. yeah i know personally whenever i'm in the store like and a lot of folks like if you can afford it or if you like have an extra few bucks with you like you're gonna make the effort to try to buy something that is locally grown because it makes you feel good mm-hmm. so that's my personal opinion on that so i think it's awesome and hopefully it'll bring more money to people like mr brown mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just a nice nice little local flavor story uh great episode really blew through it this time yeah. tomorrow, the returns will be coming in. The anxiety will be peaked. Yeah. The anxiety is already peaked. <laughs> yeah. We'll get a brief reprieve here. But uh, so our next episode is going to be very cool because we are probably going to be we're doing some out of state political work. A lot of people in our office next week. And so we may be recording our next episodes on site over uh, wherever we're campaigning from. Maybe having some special guests who in happen Enigma. to be there. A secret Midwest location. Secret Midwest location. 
Not Stay a, tuned. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yeah, and we'll probably have some special guests on, and we might, uh, I guess while we're there, since we probably have a little bit of downtime, we might get a couple done and be able to use them for the You guys, we're making like this plan right now. <laughs> yeah, this is all yeah, happening. It's all happening. We were talking, yeah, we were talking about before we started recording, like how to fit all the equipment into one of the cars, so. So we'll be we, recording it on an iPhone. We didn't come <laughs> yeah. up with a plan before, well, but we'll up, figure it well, out. Well, it all pretty much fits in a, you know, like a milk crate, except for these microphone stands. And it, it just feels cooler when they're on these microphone stands. It feels more professional. This is you really see, just for us to feel good about ourselves. Yeah. Well, and if we have guests on, I want them to feel like they're on something professional. So. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be back next week with some, with a special episode, most, most likely. Uh, <laughs> It'll still be special because it's us recording it. So. Yeah, Mariel, you want to uh, you want to promote us? Yes, I will take it away. If you are listening right now and you are not subscribed to our podcast, we are upset at you. Very upset. Super upset. Super upset. What the heck? Uh, so I thought please, we were friends. Yeah, I guess not. Uh, please follow us on Twitter at Midwest Nice Cast, or you can find us on Instagram at Midwest Nice Podcast. Or you can stream, rate, subscribe, um, and tell your friends about our podcast by um, listening to it on our website, um, John. Midwest-nice.pinecast.co. Yep. Or you can listen on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, or wherever the heck you listen to your podcasts. Yeah. Or you can come to our office and listen to us. We'll do a live screening. <laughs> Will we? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't no. do that. I just that would be that weird. Would be funny to say. But, uh, yeah, uh, great episode, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys.